We all need a shot of encouragement to keep us going. A new beginning with Greg Laurie is sure to help in your journey of faith. Hear it twice daily. Details at vision.org.au. Rise and Shine with Robbo and Becky on Vision. Well, Christian Heritage Sunday is coming up this Sunday, people. So write it in your diaries. And we wanted to find out a little bit more about what it's about. So we've gone to the source. Dr. Graham McCullen is joining us on the phone this morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yay. We love chatting Great to you. Great to chat to you again. Yes, we, uh, we do enjoy uh, what you bring as far mm. as uh, Australia's Christian heritage. It really is uh, quite significant. And I, obviously this Sunday, it's remembering the very first sermon that was preached yes. on Australian soil by the chaplain that came out with the First Fleet. That's right. Yeah, so uh, Australia's first minister, Reverend Richard Johnson, arrived with the First Fleet on the 20th of January, 1788. So they arrived at Botany Bay and then they came around uh, to uh, Sydney Cove in the harbour uh, just uh, the following week. Then on the 3rd of February, uh, Richard Johnson held the first Christian service in Australia because they really weren't prepared uh, when they arrived in Sydney Cove. This event is celebrated on the first Sunday in February each year. As Australia's first chaplain, Reverend Richard Johnson spent 12 years in Australia from 1788 to 1800 with several roles as military and prison chaplain, parish priest and as a missionary to the Indigenous community, which is very important. Mm. William Wilberforce and John Newton, the former slave trader of Mm -hmm. Amazing Grace fame, and of course we all know about John Newton and Amazing Grace, Mm. uh, were the chief sponsors of the Botany Bay chaplaincy, Newton becoming Johnson's important mentor, confidant, an advisor calling him the first apostle to the South Seas. Oh, wow. wow that's amazing. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so he, he, they're bringing the gospel with them. Newton, with friends such as William Wilberforce, founded the Eclectic Society, seeing Johnson as the means of sending the gospel to the other side of the globe. And it was William Wilberforce who, in 1786, that's two years before, suggested to the Prime Minister, William Pitt, that the, fl- the First Fleet have a chaplain. Mm, the first that's awesome. Service condu- yeah, the first service conducted on Australian soil was an impressive occasion. Careful preparations were made, the convict- convicts being ordered to appear as clean as circumstances would permit, and uh, but no man to be absent on any account whatsoever, and the guard was to be changed earlier than usual so as to give those who had been relieved time to cleanse themselves before church. Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and the church drum was to be beaten at 10 o'clock and they assembled. So the first fleet had been in Sydney Cove the previous Sunday, but no service was held until some semblance of order had been created. I'm sure the service taking place the following Sunday, as I said, in 1788, that's 232 years ago, on a nearby grassy hill. The text being Psalm 116, verse 12, which we all should know. What shall I render under the Lord for all his benefits towards me? Mm. So what contention, one of the military people there responded and reported that the behaviour of both the troops and convicts was equally regular and attentive. And actually, in fact, Richard Johnson did um, have some uh, success with some of the uh, convicts, uh, uh, and some of them did become Christians. There's a story, of course, about currency lads and lasses, mm. which is the, the new generation of younger people. They were totally different to their parents, of course. But little is known about Richard Johnson's wife, Mary. Uh, she is little known because she didn't. She only wrote one letter back to her friends or relatives. She must have been a very pioneering, courageous, adaptable, patient, and caring woman because she went through a lot, particularly establishing her own home and so on. Johnson was a man of prayer and hope, looking beyond the immediate and mortal, believing in God's sovereign purposes for this new nation. 
He had brought him with him over 4,000 pieces of Christian literature, including 100 Bibles and 400 New Testaments. Oh, uh, that's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah he was a, Australia's pioneer educationalist, established in Australia's first schools as well. So that's a sort of a, a short history. What a champion. Of National Christian Heritage Sunday, which is on www.nchs.net.au. So that's the website. Okay nchs.net.au. So if people wanting to sort of commemorate that this Sunday, there's resources on mm. there and info for that that they can uh, find out? Yep, my word. Yeah, there's plenty of uh, information on it. There's uh, also a website called chr.org.au, christianhistoryresearch.org.au. So it's chr.org.au. Okay. Letters. Oh, either of those. Books and biographies and school, yeah. stuff for schools, multimedia, documents, links, revival stories, ANSAC material, things about the Indigenous people. So there's a lot of material on those two websites. That's brilliant. Excellent. Well, well tell, tell us a bit about one of those um, yeah, pioneers, another one that um, I know that you've done a bit of research on, and that's Carolyn Chisholm. Tell us a little bit about uh, her claim to fame, aside from the fact that she's on the $5 note, of course. Yeah, she, yeah, that was between 1967 to 1990. She's put off for some reason or other. But anyway, she was, she was born in 1808, uh, and uh, died 1877. Most of that time was spent in Australia. She was possibly the greatest woman pioneer in the history of Australia. Wow. Uh, most of us would recognise her face because of that banknote. And um, Carolyn was brought up in a strong evangelical Christian home in England as a child. She played her favourite game, which is, she called Immigrant Ships on her bed. <laughs> interesting. That's yeah. amazing. That's funny. Yeah, she would also visit the poor and the sick with her mother, people who who were in need, were brought to the family home after, and that certainly was true. And they were influenced by Lord Shaftesbury, really, the social reformer, who had a great influence on them. And the teaching of Jesus, the love your neighbour as yourself principle, was very much a part of their mm. lifestyle. So she saw this lived out by her parents. And she later married um, a Catholic, her husband, uh, Captain Archibald Chrism of the East India Company, and so she became a Catholic, promising to support her if God was calling her to do some special act of public service, the captain said. So uh, mm. she felt called to do something, and she didn't know what, but uh, her husband said, look, I'll, and that's the basis on which um, uh, the agreement of the marriage was on, but if um, she was felt to do something God's, in God's leading, that uh, uh, he would uh, help her and support her, which he did later on. Awesome. After they arrived in Australia, she noticed a supply of many single women. These women were arriving in Australia and without money or prospects of employment, which is really sad. There's nothing arranged for them. They were forced to live on the streets and were always in danger of being attacked, and that's awful as well. Mm. However, the government of the day showed no interest in trying to help these desperate women find shelter or jobs. So initially, using her own resources, Carolyn took single women into her own home. Soon the problem of accommodating so many young women became obvious and an approach to Governor Gibbs was made. The Governor is recorded as saying, I expected to have seen an old lady in white cap and spectacles. She would have talked to me about my soul. I was amazed when my aide introduced a handsome, stunning young woman who proceeded to reason the question if she thought her reason and experience were worth more than mine. <laughs> the Governor capitulated and gave her an old rat-infested government building in which she could have more women. Which is true, she used to stay in there and, oh, the rats and everything, it's dreadful. Carolyn realised that this problem was great and beyond her capability. So on Easter Sunday, 1841, she offered all she had to the Lord and told him she would dedicate her life to the cause of helping these poor immigrants. 
I thought my offering was accepted and that God's blessing was on my work. She recorded, within six years of making this commitment to God, over 11,000 immigrants were settled. Carolyn was very aware that families should be strengthened and kept together. She organised free passage for many of the 75 wives and children who were left behind in England to be united with their husbands and fathers in Australia. Later on, she set up an organisation in England to send skilled workers and their families to Australia. Hmm. That's amazing. In the first four years, some 3,000 immigrants were sponsored. And what caused this woman to be so concerned for the welfare of others? It was her desire to live out the teachings of Jesus. Mm. Although... For Carolyn's home came, that was not what she thought. She lived her life for the benefit and well-being of others. And I think the point is that I chose this person to share about because how different our society would be if more people did the same as her. And we've yeah, seen that's that, of true. Course, with the five people and so on at this very moment. So yeah. it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a great example uh, to us of a, of a young woman with a dream. Mm. Yeah, that's awesome. What a great uh, example of a, a wonderful Christian pioneer. And I mean, mm. as you said, the, the, you know, what they would have had to go through, just the fact that there obviously wouldn't have been any you know, infrastructure. They had to sort of develop things for themselves. It's uh, quite yeah. incredible what they achieved uh, in those yeah. early years. So uh, certainly something yeah. that we should be thankful for and grateful for, yep. but yep. we can certainly be certainly. better informed about it mm. too using so those true. websites yeah. that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the CHR website, there's a lot of about governors, explorers, and pioneers, and you know Matthew Flinders, Charles Third Air, Gray, Leichhardt, Stuart Warburton, and Forrest, and pioneers such as John Flynn and Carolyn Chisholm and Elizabeth MacArthur and stacked of others. Even Hugh Victor Mackay, who invented the uh, the harvester, uh, mm-hmm. and with John Ridley. So, you know, even uh, Governor Macquarie and John Hunter in Brisbane, people like that. That's so good. Mm. Brilliant. So good to hear. Well, worth checking out those websites. Thank you for sharing those with us. Appreciate that. And good on you for championing this uh, idea of the Christian Heritage Sunday, which is coming up this weekend. Yeah, well, certainly it's been celebrated, and there's a little order of service they can participate in at the nchs.net.au website. Perfect. Excellent. Thanks, Dr. Graham. Thank you. Good to talk again. Pleasure, mate. Have a good day. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.